Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, all you Golden Globes fans. We now know the nominations for the 2021 ceremony in film and television. We're going to talk about all of the snubs, all of the surprises, and what we think this means um, for the Oscars and the Emmys. Um, I'm Marcus James Dixon. I'm here with Daniel Montgomery and Zach Laws. And Zach, you are very passionate about some of these snubs in film. Tell us uh, what what you are so shocked didn't make it. Well, I mean... (laughs) For me, the the big question I have for the Golden Globe voters is, did you forget that Spike Lee made a movie this year and it was called The Five Bloods and it starred Delroy Lindo in one of the best performances of the year? Like, I I know you didn't forget that Spike Lee is still around. You, You invited his kids to be ambassadors at the ceremony. Maybe you just thought that that was enough to get him to attend, but I, I'm really at a loss for words as to as to how Netflix could get 22 nominations, including several in the film categories, and not a single one of them is for the Five Bloods. It, it really perplexes me, and I think <laughs> it's angry. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm angry, and and let me just say, you know, Oscar voters, if you're watching, which I'm sure you are. In fact, I know you're watching because you want to know which way you should go. And I'm going to tell you, don't make the same mistake that the Golden Globes did. Nominate the Five Bloods for Best Picture. (laughs) Nominate Spike Lee for Best Director. Nominate Delroy Lindo for Best Actor. And then I won't be upset. (laughs) And neither will... (laughs) It's all about you. (laughs) (laughs) And neither will the vast majority of fans because the one silver lining to this snub is that it's brought so much attention to the five bloods i think a lot of people just kind of assumed that it was in the race kind of securely but now that this has happened i i hope that it will inspire oscar voters to really rally behind what is one of the most exceptional movies of the year um, I'm going to uh, table it there for a little while and uh, let somebody else talk about uh, some snubs so that I can calm down a little bit yeah. from, from this one. <laughs> um, Daniel, are you as mad about anything that happened in today's Golden Globe nominations as Zach is? Um, I don't know. I'm not as mad necessarily about Five Bloods only because I wasn't too, so the only, the only nominations that 
absolutely surprised me that it missed were Delroy and Chadwick for supporting. Like I knew Chadwick was going to get the nomination for Ma Rainey, which he did. Um, and so maybe they wouldn't, they would think they wouldn't need to give him the extra one for the five bloods and supporting, but uh, like other actors got multiple nominations this year. So it seems odd that he wasn't one of them. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I noticed that in the film Best Picture Races, a lot of the films that overperformed uh, were like white dominated stories. And a lot of the films that underperformed like The Five Bloods were, were black uh, centered stories or other people of color. Um, so let, let me, let, let's just talk about who those nominees for Best Drama are. Best Drama Film is The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, probably the biggest surprise in that category and Trial of the Chicago Seven. And the comedy musical nominees are Borat, uh, the sequel, uh, subsequent movie film, um, Hamilton, Palm Springs, Music, another huge surprise, and The Prom. Of those of those 10, only Hamilton is uh, 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 led by uh, actors of color. Um, while Ma Rainey didn't get in, into Best uh, Picture, uh, uh, Five Bloods didn't get in, Sound of Metal didn't get in, although Riz Ahmed got nominated. Uh, 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 what am I missing? Uh, One Night in Miami. <laughs> One Night in Miami didn't get in, although Regina King did get nominated for Best Director. Um, and it got Leslie Odom in for acting and songwriting. So not a, not a loss there. And there are, there are a lot of like uh, people of color nominated in, in acting categories, creative categories, two women of color for Best Director, Chloe Zha and uh, uh, Regina King. Uh, so it's it's just weird that they sort of veered <laughs> in the best picture categories <laughs> to uh, towards uh, the, uh, the the less uh, melanin mated uh, films. Um, we've gone this long. We haven't mentioned Meryl Streep. She was predicted to get one, possibly two nominations, and she was snubbed for both of them. Let them all talk in the prom. Um, she was the front runner to win for the prom. Yeah, and which it's really weird because she got universally praised for the prom. Um, her co-star James Corden, you know, some people had issues with his performance, but he did get nominated, so they clearly watched it. Um, some other snubs I wanted to mention: Tom Hanks, News of the World, Stephen Ewan, uh, Minari, Sophia Loren. I I really thought she would get in. They love when the legends come back and, and do something. Um, Nozendaya from Malcolm and Marie. Um, and then on the comedy side, no Pete Davidson or Jamie Dornan or Rashida Jones or Kristen Milioti. Yeah, there's a lot of snubs, but I mean, overall, are we happy with the, with the list of nominations on the film side? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think there's things to be happy about. Uh, Daniel mentioned Promising Young Woman, and I think this is a major boost to that movie. Um, I, I think it was good to remain cautiously optimistic about that film's chances with awards voters because of how how dark and, and deeply disturbing the subject matter is but i think that this it's strong hall today not only puts it squarely in the best picture and best director and best screenplay races at the oscars but i think that it 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 really could start the carrie mulligan oscar win train Mm. Um, she is up against in her category uh, two people, Viola Davis and Frances McDormand, who have already won Oscars and have already won uh, Golden Globes. Carrie Mulligan, let's remember, did not win for an education. 
So she could be rewarded for this. That could lead to her being rewarded at SAG. Certainly she could be rewarded at BAFTA. And, you know, what's next after that? This could be our new Oscar frontrunner. Mm. I can see her because she, of those three, she's the, those top three, she's the British uh, actress. So she already has a leg up at, at, at BAFTA for that. And like the current Oscar frontrunner and the Golden Globe frontrunner when, you know, we were predicting the nominations was Viola Davis. Ma Rainey, as we discussed earlier, underperformed. It didn't get in Best Picture. Uh, it only got in Viola and Chadwick. So I feel like this probably moves Carrie Mulligan to the front of the pack for the Globes. Um, and we'll see what happens uh, you know, as we're recording this. Uh, it's the Golden Globe nominations morning, but tomorrow is the SAG nominations. And what will be interesting there is if Promising Young Woman not only gets in for Carrie, but for Ensemble, we might have a Best Actress frontrunner. Because uh, like it, it would it would be a sign that not just the performance is resonating, but the film as a whole, uh, which will be huge for her just in general. Last night I was making all kinds of changes to my predictions, and at one point I took out Ma Rainey from film drama, and then I said, well, it's it's probably in the first or second slot to win actress and actor, so it's got to get in for picture, right? And so I put it back in. Foolishly, I should have left it out. Did you guys make any last minute changes? Uh, I mean, I actually had taken Ma Rainey out, but mostly it was because I had so many Netflix movies <laughs> because I had the Five Bloods getting in uh, alongside Mank and, and Trial of the Chicago 7. And I thought, oh, there's no way that they're just going to nominate four or five Netflix movies for Best Film. So I had yeah. those and I had One Night in Miami. Um, that, that first wave of fatigue is hitting me, so I'm having trouble remembering what the fifth one was. But <laughs> um, one movie actually I wanted to bring up that um, I don't know if Daniel mentioned it when he was talking about um, the, the films that were snubbed uh, with uh, majority people of color cast, and that is uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which did get in for Daniel Kaluuya, and I believe got in for Song as well. Is that right? Um, you know, this is a light-breaking film that's that's gathering some steam, so it's not terribly surprising that it was left off, but I, I do think that um, we should be uh, looking out for, for that movie to gain a little bit more steam as the season goes along because it just premiered at Sundance. People are starting to catch up with it. It feels so weird to say that a movie that premiered at Sundance is, is gonna be in contention for this year's Oscars, but such as the season that we have right now. <laughs> um, so I, I would be uh, looking out for that film to start gaining a little bit of momentum, kind of like a, a phantom thread uh, from a few years ago. Well, the biggest uh, movies in terms of nominations were Mank it had six and The Trial of the Chicago Seven it had five. Uh, what does this mean for the Oscars? Are, I mean, these are both gonna get nominated at the Oscars, we know that, but does, 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 is one of these now the front runner? I would say that of those two, I feel like I, I feel like Mank really did itself some favors. Not you know, just not just it got in everywhere we were expecting and didn't miss. Like it got in for writing, right. directing. It got Gary Oldman and Amanda Seyfried, who were the only two acting uh, tenders we were expecting for that film, and it got best film uh, and best score. Uh, I hadn't mentioned that already. Um, so six nominations. That's a good good start out of the gate. Um, I thought, you know, Gary Oldman might be a little bit wobbly for best actor, like he could maybe be in or out. We'll see what happens at SAG tomorrow. Um, 
but I, I, I think Trial of the Chicago 7 might be my Globes prediction right now, um, just because, I mean, it, it only got the one supporting actor nomination. Uh, and, you know, but I, I feel like the writing directing nominations for Sorkin, the songwriting nomination that the movie got uh, and Best Picture, I, I, think, I think it might be their film. Yeah, I'm of those two, I'm predicting Trial of the Chicago 7 to win. But also this this does really boost Mank's chances at the Oscars, at least in terms of getting nominations. Um, because I think that a lot of people, because of its lukewarm reception at the Early Critics Awards, kind of made the assumption that it was a weak contender. Well, it never really was going to be a movie that appealed to critics groups. Um, it was always gonna be a film that appealed more to the Golden Globes, the various guilds, and uh, certainly it's going to get a ton of Oscar nominations. And the fact that it didn't miss any significant categories, like say a Gary Oldman, where uh, we've been kind of thinking he was on the bubble, uh, that does bode well for its chances. And it does sort of help reassert Fincher's chances in the best director race. I, <laughs> I have been changing my best director predictions to Spike Lee. I guess uh, yeah. maybe that could still happen, who knows? Um, but I think that it's, uh, he's become the, uh, the number two, or I think it's a two person race at the Golden Globes to win director between him and uh, Chloe Zha for Nomadland. Um, but I, th I think, I go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna change the subject, so go ahead. Oh no, I was, I was just gonna say, I feel like, um, you know, we should also watch out because uh, like, I, felt, I feel like Mank could potentially turn out to be the post. Uh, a lot of golden gold <laughs> Oh my God, it's a big contender, it's a big contender. And mm -hmm. then slowly, slowly, slowly down. It's too early to tell, obviously. Uh, and it could be like, oh, it's a big contender and it stays a big contender. Um, I also think that four nominations for Nomadland is perfect for Nomadland because like for that film's Oscar trajectory, like the, cause it's the front runner currently in our, in our Oscar odds for best picture. So being a little bit middle of the pack here uh, is going to keep a target off its back to some degree, yeah. and I think I think what the Globes might want to do is give Trial uh, or, or or maybe even Mank uh, Best Picture here, and then give Chloe Zhao Best Director, and so they cover their bases uh, like they often like the, like to do. Uh, so 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 I do think like not not having not having getting like seven nominations and seven wins like La La Land did, and people going like really. Uh, like that—that's going to help Nomadland potentially even for Best Picture. Like it'll—it'll it'll keep it like as as the scrappy indie movie rather than the the, the target everyone's aiming for. Well, let me just say, as a member of the David Strathairn hive, um, <laughs> where was David Strathairn? Like, <laughs> I, not not taking anything away from the five guys who got nominated. They, they were all fantastic. Um, although I I do have a few. Um, snubs in that category as well that have made me mad um justice for paul racy oh yeah Sound that's metal. crazy that's just crazy <laughs> he, i think he could win the oscar and he's not even nominated here yeah um but um i i i would i would have liked to have seen david strathairn get in especially since they clearly saw nomadland um it makes me wonder what his chances are at sag and um and ultimately the oscars well, maybe he should have been on Netflix then. Maybe he would have gotten nominated. Exactly. Um, one thing that we need to stop doing is we need to stop 
predicting Zendaya for a Golden Globe because we did this last year too for uh, Euphoria. She got snubbed there and then she went on to win the Emmy and we're like, okay, well maybe the Globes, you know, they just didn't see Euphoria. But no, they, they snubbed her again this time on the film side. So I'm not predicting her ever again until she gets in. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, industry likes her. Watch her get the SAG and Oscar nomination now. <laughs> it would be so crazy. I mean, because you would think that if there was anywhere that Zendaya was going to be a big contender for Euphoria and subsequently Malcolm and Marie, it would have been at the Golden Globes. Yeah. But it's these industry awards that like her. So I, I'm really curious to see what happens tomorrow at SAG um, if she can come back. Um, otherwise, I, I, I don't know what this means ultimately for her Oscar chances. It's not as though Netflix is, you know, in need of best actress contenders. They got what, uh, let's see here, Viola Davis, Vanessa Kirby, um, you know, like that's, yeah. That's a pretty good uh, haul for them. And they missed people like Sophia Loren, Amy Adams, um, you know, they've got a lot of possibilities. Well, any last thoughts on the film before we switch over to TV? Um, uh, other than just uh, to say that we are as surprised as all of you about music uh, that- Oh yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I heard that name called and I'm like, what's that? Um, <laughs> and I, when I looked it up, I remembered it's the Sia movie about, you know, uh, uh, that I remember has gotten controversy because uh, of the way it, it uh, tackles autism. I can't speak to it personally because I have not seen the film uh, yet, but, um, yeah, that, that was shocking that it, it, it beat both, it beat On the Rocks for Best Picture nomination and it got in over Rashida and Meryl for Kate Hudson's lead performance. Uh, so like globes are going to globe. Um, and you know, the thing about the Globes is that they're only like between 90 and 100 voters. So like literally it, it doesn't take, like it's not as hard to get people to watch something if you only have to get uh, like 90 people to, to, to put your movie on their radar. So uh, you, get, you get weird stuff like that happening. Uh, the, think... the SAG Awards are a little trickier because you need to reach like thousands of nomination committee members. I think Chris Beecham, who puts together the Prediction Center, I think he said every nomination was in our Prediction Center except for music. Except so for music and Kate even though the weird shockers that maybe you've never heard of, they were in there. Just we missed music. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick before I move on to the last Netflix Best Actress nominee this year was Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, which is another one of these late breaking movies. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to say that because I could just hear the people on YouTube commenting right now. About how could you have forgotten that one person, Oscar expert? So. Um, on the TV side, the comedy nominees are Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso. And the dramas are The Crown, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. Now we did, the group of us did a prediction slugfest and for drama, I thought the boys would win. Daniel thought Bridgerton would win. And Zach, you were picking Mandalorian? Mandalorian, so, yeah. Zach, at least your show got in. Left off. Like nothing, no no acting nominations either for the boys or Bridgerton. Uh, yeah, I mean, those surprised me, especially Bridgerton because that was so 
such a huge hit for Netflix and it premiered at just the right time. Um, I, I'm really at a loss for words as to how that didn't appeal to them. It's, it's completely shocking. I thought they could have done a Homeland in one series actor and actress and it didn't get any, anywhere. I mean, in all of this Netflix love that Netflix got so many nominations and to miss out on the hottest show of the year is strange to me. Now watching season two, they're gonna nominate Bridgerton for like five or six. They're gonna make it up yeah. next year. I wonder if it maybe was a little late because it, it premiered on, on Christmas day um, and a couple of these other nominees, their eligible seasons premiered late, like The Crown and The Mandalorian. But they, they've they're already they've already aired before, so they're they're familiar kind of entities to to voters. Uh, even though The Mandalorian has never been nominated at SAG before now, or at the Globes before now. Um, so I wonder if maybe it had like another month, like we would have seen Bridgerton show up here because Ratchet, they they, they yeah, that was earlier yeah. in the fall. Uh, Lovecraft Country was late summer. Uh, so maybe maybe they just needed a little bit of time to catch up on it, um, which is unusual because they're usually the first to jump on something. Uh, so but, yeah. Some of the other snubs we should mention: um, Lovecraft got in for series, but not Jonathan Majors and not Journey Smollett. Um, oh. Mandalorian got in for series, but no Pedro Pascal. So we're, we're noticing a pattern here. Um, what we do in the shadows: not in for comedy, not in for Matt Berry. Um, no Christina Applegate for Dead to Me or Issa Rae for Insecure. I really thought she could win this year and she didn't get in. Um, no Mrs. America and no Uzo Aduba, but Kate Blanchett gets in. Um, this is weird. Normal People gets in and Daisy, but no Paul. So they did, <clears throat> they did a flip of the Emmys, which is funny. Um, and no Tom Pelfrey for Ozark. I, I just, I don't know what to say. And they still nominated it. All across the board, Jason yeah, they never really got into Ozark, and this year they nominated it four times in every yeah. acting category except for Tom Pelfrey's. It's so <laughs> strange to me. This means that the Emmys and the Golden Globes both watched season three and loved season three and said, "Tom Pelfrey, meh, no thanks." Yeah, it's totally bizarre. I can't, um, <laughs> I, I can't explain it. Um, you know, looking at these nominees, it's it's so interesting because they, you know, they snubbed these new shows like Bridgerton, um, and yet they had a, a lot of love for shows that have done well at the Emmys uh, in the past few years. The Crown, I think we have to say that's our front runner to win Best Drama Series, considering that it got in for Olivia Coleman, Emma Corrin, Jillian uh, Anderson, Helena Bonham Carter, Josh O'Connor. How did Helena get in? I, they love the show, clearly, <laughs> although not enough to nominate Tobias Menzies. Um, and then Schitt's Creek, all four actors getting it. Um, yeah. And that I, was a question I wonder, mark. Yeah. I, I wonder if it could lose to something like uh, The Flight Attendant or Ted Lasso, both of which got in and both of which I think have a really strong chance of winning for their lead actors. Um, but, you know, I could certainly see Schitt's Creek at the very least. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat my words here because in our prediction slugfest, I said, oh, come on, they're not going to go for Schitt's Creek as big as they did. And yet, here we are. <laughs> but you were right to say that because they have never nominated Schitt's Creek for anything. 
even last year, like season five was the year it broke in at the Emmys with three, three or four nominations. And they even snubbed it last year. So this is an example of either they were late to the party and they finally watched the show or they, they feel so guilty that that's what's causing these nominations. It's, it's, it's one or the other. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, I, you know, I think Ted Lasso and The Flight Attendant are normally your kind of new show that wins. I wonder if having both of them in, and both of them sort of on equal footing, they both got, you know, series and lead actor or lead actress for their, for, for their uh, stars. Uh, like, if they can't choose between the two, the fact that Schitt's Creek is there and it's nominated for everything, um, that might just be the, you know, it might be able to avoid that kind of uh, new, new, car smell that the Golden Globes mm -hmm. usually love. Um, another show I was really happy that it got in. It was The Great um, comedy series, comedy actor, and comedy actor. And the actor thing's interesting because Nicholas Holt, he was contending and supporting, and then they made this switch to lead just about a month ago, and it, it clearly worked out. So I wonder if that could be the winner. I mean, it's a very Globe show. We were saying that when the Emmys came out. like. You know, whether it gets in at the Emmys or not, it'll get in at the Globes. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, it, it's such a classy, high-grade show, you know? It's, it's certainly right up their alley. And uh, it reminds me a lot, in a weird way, of something like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which mm. they awarded before the <laughs> Emmys did um, in its first season. You know, hour-long period, costume, comedy, um, high production value. Um, I could certainly see that being um, a front runner. You know, it is interesting because like all of these comedy series that got in, um, they, they weren't really snubbed anywhere that you would expect, you know? I mean, The Flight Attendant and Ted Lasso both got in for their main stars. Um, you know, The Great got in for both Nicholas and Elle. Emily in Paris got in for Lily Collins. So, you know, clearly they like, they really love these shows that they nominated for best comedy series, as opposed to over on the drama side where they nominated the show and all of their actors got snubbed. So it makes you wonder how they even got nominated in the first place. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um, do you guys, if you had to predict right now your comedy series pick and your drama series pick, what would it be? For me, I don't think I'm gonna pick Schitt's Creek. I may go with either Ted Lasso or the great, Ugh, I don't know. I may go with Ted Lasso because they always pair up. So I think they could do Ted Lasso for series and then Jason Sudeikis for actor. And then that would free them up in comedy actress to give it to Catherine O'Hara, who this is her first nomination at the Globes ever in the history of her career. I can't believe it's taken this long. And then for drama, I think I have to just go with the crown. How could you not? Yeah, I, I would I would pick the crown for drama. For comedy, I might um, might switch it up. Uh, I might go with the pairing of Kaylee Cuoco and the flight attendant. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, because that is like a red hot show. And um, I think Kaylee Cuoco has got Golden Globe winner written all over her, possibly even future Emmy winner since Catherine O'Hara is yeah. not there That's this true. year. And Daniel? Yeah. I'd go with I'd go with Shit's Creek just <clears throat> just on the volume of those nominations. Uh, it didn't miss anywhere. Even Annie Murphy, who I feel like 
would have been the likeliest to drop out um, just because supporting includes movies or TV movies, limited series, dramas, and comedies, and they still uh, put her into their five. Um, so I'd say Shit's Creek takes that. Drama is tougher. The Crown on paper is like the obvious choice just because it's it got everything. Um, you know, but like it, it, it is still very rare for them to go back to the well, like once a show's already won to, to, mm -hmm. uh, to, to give it series again. So I really think Ozark could be a threat uh, because it got everything but, uh, but poor uh, Tom Belfry. Uh, um, and that's probably it. Ratchet I, is the third most nominated series for best drama series, and its only other nomination is Sarah Paulson. Uh, so I think that's. Oh, I got it for Cynthia Nixon too. Oh, Cynthia Nixon. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and so, actually, so yeah, that that's also a possibility. It's it's it, it's it's a new show. It's it's actually is it the only no? It's the only new show that Love got that. multiple nominations. Oh yeah, you're right. The only new show that got multiple nominations um, and they liked it better than I expected given that they gave it series and Cynthia Nixon in addition to Sarah Paulson who I think most of us were pretty sure would probably get in uh, so and they love Ryan Murphy they do uh, the, the, the response that was a little tepid uh, in terms of critical you know media response uh, so it could be kind of like the politician where it gets in but doesn't win <clears throat> But that's so, yeah, Nixon probably thing. it's probably between the crown and, and Ozark. Um, Zach, I'm so glad you brought up that Cynthia Nixon nomination. That that is very interesting to me because yeah, I mean the Sarah Paulson one was predicted and Ratchet was not, you know, too far down our odds, but Cynthia Nixon was way down in our in Gold Derby's predictions. And for them to kind of pluck her out over I mean, that's the category that combines. Um, supporting people from comedies and dramas and limited series and movies. So they must have really liked her and the show to, to find a place for her. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's especially surprising because, you know, like you said, you know, they, they have to pull from, uh, from all TV categories. And she got in over recent Emmy winner Uzo Aduba uh, in yeah. This Is America, who I think a lot of people, certainly, she was certainly in our top five um, she got in over, uh, over her. She got in over, uh, Letitia Wright in Small Axe, which was also, who was also higher up in our odds, uh, than Cynthia Nixon was. So it really makes you, you wonder how popular Ratchet is mm -hmm. with the Golden Globe voters. This might be our stealth, uh, best drama series winner. If, uh, you know, Absolutely. if they like it so much that they're going to nominate, uh, an additional actor from it. Um, and for drama actress, I think most people are going to just pick Olivia Coleman, but I think maybe the smart money might be on Emma Corrin, who, you know, is on the same show, obviously, and she plays Princess Diana, and she's, she's the up-and-comer, she's the, the one that everyone was talking about this season. Olivia Coleman's role as the queen was kind of subdued this year, she didn't have as much to do, so I think I'm going to go with Emma. I think this is one of the closest races for TV, uh, just because looking at this list of nominees, the only one who I could probably count out is, no offense to Jodie Comer, but Jodie Comer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, her show's not up for series. It's been on for a few seasons. The buzz is, has, is diminished from the show from previous years. Um, 
you know, but then you've got that bonanza of nominations for the crown. So Olivia Coleman and Emma Corrin uh, are strong contenders, surely. Uh, Ozark did really well, and Laura Linney's a past Golden Globe winner. So she's got a shot there. Um, and, and Sarah Paulson, Ratched overperformed in terms of what we were expecting from it. And she is the only nominee from a new show. And that, when we know how much the Golden Globes like that, that is, that's, that's your dark horse right there. I think it's between Emma Corrin probably and Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Yeah, I am going with uh, Emma Corrin as well. Um, she seems just made for Golden Globes, you know, a uh, newcomer playing a, uh, a high profile real person uh, in a show that they clearly love. Uh, but, you know, like you, Daniel, I, I would say watch out for Sarah Paulson because, you know, this is somebody who, she's been more popular in terms of wins with the Globes than she has been with the Emmys. Um, and like all that ratchet love really makes me, mm. really makes me look at her um, in a, in, in a different way. Like I, I thought she'd be the only nominee from that show and clearly it outperformed my expectations. Yeah, you're right. You know, it would be funny though, and a little bit, I'd be, I'd be really sad for Naomi Watts if Emma Corrin ends up winning the Golden Globe and maybe the Emmy for playing Princess Diana. And then Kristen Stewart, who's got a film as Princess Diana coming out, uh, ends up at the Oscars. And poor Naomi Watts got stuck in the film about Diana that nobody liked. And <laughs> Naomi Watts deserves better. And it's, she just has the worst luck. Um, but, but yeah, that, that would be a, an interesting trajectory. Well, we are almost out of time. Maybe we should end by just talking about the one nomination we hope wins on Golden Globe night, film or TV. We didn't even talk about Small Axe or, or Queen's Gambit. Um, but my, I guess mine would be Gillian Anderson, The Crown. This, for me, was the performance of the year. I've always been a Gillian fan since Dana Scully, and she completely was you know, unrecognizable in this role. So I have a feeling she is winning, so I will be happy, but I also hope she wins. Um, what about you guys? I'm, I'm really hoping, like we talked about it earlier, but I would love to see a Carrie Mulligan win for Promising Young Woman, um, just because she has been doing such great work for over a decade now, and even longer than that, before she even broke out. She was in one of the best Doctor Who episodes ever made, like uh, like in 2006, uh, before she broke out. So that's that's the one that, that I've got my fingers crossed for. Well, you know, I would I was going to say Spike Lee and Delroy Lindo. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's still time they could, you know, write and vote, right? Um, like Daniel, I really hope that Carrie Mulligan wins. Uh, I think that it's certainly the best, all, all due respect to all other women in the category. Um, I, I think that what she had to do in Promising Young Woman took um, a, a degree of uh, guts and, and chutzpah that um, should be rewarded. Um, and, um, you know, in, in the directing category, um, I, I'm gonna say either seeing David Fincher win or seeing Chloe Zhao win would make me happy um, because I think that uh, those are two of the best directed films of the year. Um, and um, I would like to see either one of them uh, be recognized for that since Spike Lee is not nominated and mm. I can't I can't pick that well thank you everyone for watching our complaints and our praises of the Golden Globes 
we all we all love them. Like we we're harsh on them, but they're this is one of our favorite awards to cover each year. It's so fun. Um, go to Gold Derby right now and make your predictions. We have two events for Gold uh, Golden Globes Film, Golden Globes TV. Uh, can you beat the experts? Can you beat us? Editors, can you beat your fellow users? Um, go enter your first picks now. You could change them later up until February 28th, I believe is when the, the bi-coastal ceremony will air. Tina Fey will be in New York, Amy Poehler in LA. It's gonna be really fun. So yeah, thanks everyone for watching. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.